What's going on ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. A time of recording, it's 3.04pm on Thursday, April 9th, 2020. And with me on the other line is our favorite guest, Sam Hannon. Sam, say hi to the people. Wow, honored. Hello everyone. It's great to be back. It's great to be back. We say that more, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the distance between podcasts, I say for us, recording two weeks apart, that's a victory. That's a win. Oh, such a victory. We went from having a podcast every 10 months to having <laughs> one every 10 days. And we literally cut the time down by 10. You sent me a text with your pregame notes. You, 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 you've been on the ball. You've been wanting to get, to, to get this back going. I posted a pod. Yeah. I posted a pod today on the day we're recording this about uh, some music stuff, which I know Sam's not going to listen to because he only listens to the pods that he's on. But uh, this should be posting tomorrow, April 10th, Friday, to send you guys into the weekend right. I refer to the tweet that said uh, last Sunday night, little weekend is over. It's time for big weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. That's every just, day, this uh, <laughs> is such a fucked up time because every day feels like the weekend but with work. And also, it just it makes it so that I feel like all these podcasts that usually just post Monday to Friday should post on the weekend. And the Daily, the New York Times, the most downloaded podcast yep. in the world, is doing that. They're doing some little weekend things. So I, why not? Maybe we should do some Sunday, what we, I like calling the Sunday brunch, some Sunday pods. In any case, we have, we have three major topics to talk about today. We are going to talk about what the major sports leagues are trying to do to produce content and how which of them is failing the most spectacularly. We're going to talk about Louis C.K.'s new self-produced special which you saw fit to, to to watch and you can give us a review of and we're going to give us ourselves an update of uh how we're managing in quarantine but sam before we get to any of that i want to clear i want to clear out the lane for you to talk about the end of the bernie sanders campaign because oh, you I, I i think that the 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 grief that happened on my twitter timeline was something I, and and it was Remarkable in equal measure to the amount of people that are our age on my timeline that I saw just completely fed up and done with the Democratic Party as a whole to the point where they don't feel like they can they can vote for Joe Biden in November. Okay. A couple of things. Um, since Super Tuesday, this was an inevitability. Yeah. So I actually mourned this the the end of this campaign probably like three weeks ago yeah and i and i actually janelle could attest to this but i was defeated entirely defeated um i cried yeah as the results were coming in because i because i understood i might get choked up a little bit but i understood the the importance of having someone run who's not who's not emphasizing himself as a candidate but a movement um, and that was the that was the biggest differentiator for me between Bernie and anyone else that has run in my lifetime. Um, I, I, the closest is Obama. Obama ran on on hope and change. Yeah, well, right? his it thing was, it was well, a it's, it's it's the it's the we. It's uh, Obama wrote, uh, ran on yes we can, which yes. was was his thing, and Bernie said not me us right. So there you right. go. And and the thing is. There's a difference between just saying that and meaning it, and I think he meant it because I I was attracted to Bernie as as a candidate because of his record and his convictions, and I trusted I trusted him as a person, and because of that, I trusted that 
this campaign wasn't about him. It was about a movement. And I think that's an incredible place to operate from and, and just trust and transparency. That's not something that I saw with Hillary Clinton in 2016 uh, with the I'm with her thing. Yeah. And it's not what I'm seeing with Biden either. Um, so that that worries me because it, it seems like campaigns that have emphasized themselves, you know, uh, the candidate, they yeah. don't, it doesn't work anymore. It I, doesn't work because it's not about them. It's about us. And I, I just have, I have so many follow-up questions, but it's almost its own pod. I don't want to bury the yeah. lead on, on the things we, we, we want to talk about, but I, yeah. it, it really, it, it, it is very saddening to think that the Democratic Party was so, I guess, fearful that, uh, were they were they more fearful that Bernie Sanders was going to lose to Trump or were they more fearful that Bernie Sanders' politics were going to become the dominant politics of the party? I don't know. I think, it feels like yeah. the latter. And it's, 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 they were, they were afraid of Bernie and what, and what Bernie brought, you know, they were, they were afraid of the environment that he would have created. You know, it's, it's an environment that pushes for equality, um, and transparency. And it's not, it's not the status quo. That really is what Trump ran on in 2016 was getting rid of the status quo and the swamp and everything. He, he has his issues, you know, and he's dishonest about it. Bernie is, is kind of was pitching the same thing. Like we cannot no longer have the status quo. We have to push forward. We have to get rid of the corruption in DC, but he was operating from a, a position of honesty and transparency, you know, but it, it feels like it, yeah. it, it, it feels like, the hmm, Elizabeth Warren made the point that the practicality of Sanders getting those things passed legislatively yep. was going to be really daunting. I just don't know if that's a good enough reason not to to vote for somebody. I also also people a lot of people who were big Bernie supporters on my yep. social media feeds were essentially equivocating equivalent uh, 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 drawing equivalence between. Trump and Biden and saying that they're uh, functionally close to the same thing, which was very disheartening because despite obviously not think I I don't think that Joe Biden's a fit to be the president of the United States, but I think he's much, much, much more fit than Donald Trump. And that I just don't I just don't think that those two sentences are going to get a bunch of a a bunch of Bernie supporters to vote for Biden. But this is again, I don't want I I don't want us to get sidetracked. Um, we can, I, I, I would love to talk to you. Maybe you and One TN, yeah. maybe you and TN and I can talk about this in an extended pod, but I'll, I, you can say, uh, um, a, a, a last bit if you'd like to. Well, one more note is that I think, and this is kind of scary, but I think the power structure that we have now, and, and I will be transparent and say that I'll vote for Biden because I think there's, there's a lot, Ditto. there's a lot on the line, but I also don't blame people who won't vote for him. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of thinking about this um, and thinking on this in the last couple of weeks, but especially in the last couple, in the last day and a half. Um, you can't, this is not, it's not a democracy, this power structure. It's not a democracy. And if you're going to be chastised into voting for someone who does not share your beliefs, that's not fair. And so if, if it takes four more years of Trump to let the, the Democratic establishment understand that 
it's not their way or the highway and that we need a democracy, then that might have to happen. I, again, like, I don't want four more years of Trump. I think Biden's better, but I think he brings us back a few years. And we need to push forward. And, and so, but I don't blame people that aren't going to vote for Biden. I can't. I, I'm, I'm certainly going to vote for him. I'm glad that you're going to vote for him. I think if, uh, if the Democrats, particularly Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, have any spine, they will make sure that if there's any phase four of this coronavirus stimulus, that universal vote by mail is in that bill. And yeah. if, if Mitch McConnell is going to, I, I assume that the, He's going to plant his flag on the idea that there would be massive voter fraud if there was universal vote by mail. I feel like that's the only oh. that's the only card he could play in that scenario. And I, Trump, yeah, I would, Trump has already, yeah, Trump, Trump already says he doesn't want it because he said, I'm pretty pretty verbatim that yeah. if there were things that if they were passed and you would never have a Republican elected again in this country, he said that. Well, that's you know? true. Yeah, because I mean it's it's true. But another thing that he said was that. Uh, mail-in uh, voting there's incredible fraud with mail-in voting which is not borne out in data but someone said well you voted in the florida election a few weeks ago and you voted mail-in and he was like yeah that's different he said cause, I can't. he it's, said because i'm allowed to because i'm allowed to <laughs> so it's like uh, yeah. oh. i i think that uh, biden's best chance is having universal vote by mail and trying to yeah to, to try, trying not, trying not to, to let himself wrestle around in the mud with Trump, and try and try and talk about the horrible things Trump did with separating families at the border, and um, saying there were many fine people on both sides in Charlottesville, and how he handled the coronavirus. Anyway, uh, we are going to. to I, I apologize for springing that on you, Sam. I just felt that I both of us needed to get that off our chests. I really very memorable politician bernie sanders and i will not forget those three weeks where it felt like it was going to happen and well his his legacy his legacy will live on and and ultimately he shifted politics and in, in in this country for good i mean the debate the the debate is now it, it's 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 medicare for all you know like that's one of the main debates that we're having as a country now it's gaining a lot of steam so like it sucks that he didn't win the nomination, but at the same time, um, he's pushed he's pushed us in a new direction. So I appreciate that. But anyway, so we so we have a couple of things that that are a slightly lighter fare as far as subject matter. So the first thing that we wanted to talk about is the sports leagues, the major North American sports leagues, and what they are doing to try and keep us quarantined individuals at home entertained during this pandemic. And so the NBA, the NFL. The MLB and the NHL, who I haven't even heard a peep out of, and maybe that's for the best. Maybe they're handling it the best. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. Uh, are 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 deciding? They're all all the 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 suits are having meetings, being like, "What can we do? What can we do to get content out there that doesn't put people at risk? That that what like what can we do?" And so baseball came up with this idea to have all 30 teams be in Arizona and basically play a, a glorified Arizona fall league. And the, the, just the, the, the actual practical in practice, it just doesn't work. It's so risky. There's way too much potential for people to, to get exposed. You think so? I, I think it'd be pretty asinine to do it. Honestly. Okay. 
So I actually, I actually love this idea because we are living through an interesting time, a dysto- almost dystopian. I mean, like with the with the pandemic. Did you see the video in New York uh, with the drones on over hovering over the Manhattan, telling people on the paths like, "Please go home and social distance." Wow. I mean, that's like that's just like creepy, futuristic. That's that's dystopian. Be, that, shit. That's beyond Orwellian, man. That's <laughs> so. Imagine this. So imagine this. We've got all thirty uh, MLB teams playing in the desert in Arizona. They're playing a game. There's like a black sky in the distance with just like heat, heat lightning, right? Cactus is like just illuminating and just like. Imagine having like a playoff structure with 30 teams, like a shortened season in the desert. I love that idea. And I actually think maybe we make the desert states the mecca for all pro sports during this time. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Can I imagine uh, a bunch of people um, having stroke from heat exhaustion because it's 110 plus degrees in a bunch of those desert states during the summer? Yeah, I can imagine that. And what a freaking fiasco that would be. Yeah, well, we're talking about, I mean... We're talking about. Is it going to be in the summer? Is it going to be in the late summer months? If it starts now, why the? What are you? What are you talking about? Yeah, but it has to be a shortened season. It would have to be a shortened season. Yeah, and the 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 meat of baseball is the summer. Right. Well, okay. The entire the, um, summer. Yeah, but is the are the pro the the arena there in Phoenix? That's an indoor arena. Sure, the, the sure. But yeah, so I think it, all it's the different. all the players are just going to stay in their own motel rooms and not be allowed to leave, and they're they're all isolated away from their families for four months. Just it feels like the fucking Hunger Games, dude. It's awesome. Ah, oh, it's, it's just it feels like the Hunger Games. It's awesome. You just want Mad Max Fury Field, and I just can't. No, that's that's what I want. That's what I want. That's what interests me. Okay, but put but, yourselves but, at risk no. for my amusement. I grow weary yeah. of this quarantine. But I, but I just I like the idea, and it's CDC and government approved. So, hey, the words government approved doesn't really mean much in 2020, unfortunately. Yeah, but but the CDC still Center for Disease Control says okay, maybe there's a situation in which you guys can all play baseball and be quarantined in the desert. I fucking love it. Anyway, so the okay. M- the NBA is trying to do horse, which I really. Again, sounds great, and then once you actually boil it down, they just start shooting jumpers. It's it's fucking an awful idea. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Horse is not an exciting game to watch. No, it's not. It's not. It's actually not even it's, that exciting to play. It's not, that's what I was about to say. It's not that exciting to play either. It's, it's, it's just not you do, that you do, exciting. You, you do <laughs> You do it when there's like two or three people and you're like, "Well, I, we, I, we don't want to play one-on-one and get all sweaty. You want to just, yeah, just play horse." We don't really want to we don't we don't we don't have enough time for a full game of 50. Like, let's just play pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so boring. And then you end up just taking a bunch of like absurd shots that aren't even fun. Yeah, and then it's you and then idea. each of you miss four or five in a row, and then you're like, okay, here's a let me take like a ten footer and bank it in you know, and see if you can you hit know that. What they, you know what they could do instead? They what can they do post, instead? They can just post an Instagram video uh, that has all of Steph Curry's playoff threes. Well, they, I mean, they, they the NBA has been posting classic content, and that's yeah, what that's what they've that, all been doing. The NFL's been doing that. You were talking about wanting but to. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 
You were talking about loving watching old football games and how they they hold up better than old basketball games. I love old NBA playoff games because yeah. it's like watching a different sport compared to how everybody's spaced out in 2020. Watching the KG yeah. Pierce Allen Celtics and the idea of playing Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Garnett together in 2020 Amazing. is just just not a thing. Uh, so, so another thing, yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 another thing. Okay, so I think we should we should cover the rest of the NBA. Then we'll cover the NFL. Yeah. Um, NBA ultimately not great. They and had the two K tournament. The two K tournament. Was, here's it wasn't it, that I don't enjoy that, but that's because sports video games don't do much for me because it's just karaoke real sports. I want to yeah. see them play Super Smash Brothers or That'd something like fun. that. Like that's and also Super Smash Brothers gets people fired up. So if you had Steph Curry and LeBron playing as Mario and Link fighting each other in Super Smash Brothers, that's funny. That would be that would be funny. That would be much better. The two K tournament when I when I first saw it and they were they were uh, throwing out promos for it on, on ESPN and on social media uh, platforms. I was like, oh damn, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to give me my fix. And then I tuned in and watched Patrick Beverly play. Uh, I can't even remember who he played. <laughs> um, and then have them just like provide commentary. From like their bedrooms, it just it wasn't exciting at all. It was really boring, and I turned it off. I'm like, this is dumb. Um, here's what here's the better idea, and I pitched this to you. Classic, like iconic games. It's a, this stars, this is this is a good idea. With stars from both of those teams that played in those games, providing live commentary. It's basically director's commentary on a DVD, but for classic NBA games. And I and I love it. And you have you have them like zoom in. It's real. It's the same as the 2K thing. But you're not watching stupid 2K, which I actually love playing, but it's not fun to watch. Have Have Pierce and LeBron do commentary on their duel in 2008. Oh my god! You know That's stuff like saying. that. It has right. to be has to be rivalries. Has to be rivalries, and we could do old like older games too, like classic games. I have mean, we could have do, like, have have Larry and Magic do commentary on like an 80s finals game. Could you imagine, or even have them do commentary on like? Especially because I not everybody has this. Some people like LeBron are wired so that they remember all this stuff vividly. Yeah, but yep. I bet a bunch of if you had some of these stars watching these games, they're like, man, I forgot about that play, or I forgot can about this imagine, and that. Can you imagine how many quotes and how many clips? You could get from that for like social media content, and you could have obviously if it's done through the public or through television, then they have to censor themselves. But if you do it online and you can get somebody like KG to really unleash themselves and swear like a sailor, then it's really, really, really good content. Totally. Couldn't agree more. And actually, you know, after I pitched that idea to you, I'm watching guys, grocery games on food network. (laughs) Guy Fieri. Guess what the fuck they did. (laughs) What did they do? They brought Guy Fieri and his son in in a little box in the corner and had them provide live commentary, and I loved it. That's so great. And his son? The Guy Fieri's son? Yeah, and and he's like, oh, it was awesome. How old is his son? His son's like, you know, probably 16 or 17, but Guy Fieri's like, um, he's like, oh, I remember this one. This is awesome. Like, I can't believe that he pulled this off. And and just giving commentary, his son's like, oh, man, that grilled cheese looks good. I could go for grilled cheese. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's like, me too. So hungry. (laughs) Ten minutes later, they're doing a, it's like a burger round, right? So they're all making burgers. And and Guy Fieri's son's like, 
oh man i wanted a cheeseburger 10 minutes ago now i want a burger guys like oh dude same i need a burger so hungry so they're just they're just just us watching food shows (laughs) they're just they're just the yeah but that's that shit we need we need i I didn't need to watch guy fieri cook necessarily you needed to watch him be hungry yeah that aj you hit the nail on the head i needed to watch guy fieri be really hungry there's almost (laughs) nothing better um but yeah so iconic games uh star commentary you can't get rivalries you can't get better than that it's much better than watching someone you like patrick beverly who you know versus someone who's kind of an obscure nba player play nba 2k their commentary doesn't even matter to me whatever so i uh, would it be would, would Kawhi be great or terrible content Oh man, I don't know. I, mean, I, I you can don't get him know. To laugh a couple times. <laughs> maybe you get a clip, but it's like, really not like, good. Like it, not I good. think I feel like you have to pair him with the right person. If it was him and Embiid doing the game seven, right. then Embiid is so gregarious and funny and great that maybe he'd get Kawhi to loosen up a little bit. You know but, what? The the NA, the NHL could do the same thing though, and have like have like Brad Marchand com like comment on a game he played where he was like especially pesky towards like another player and have them be on the other side of it. And, and maybe, maybe they joke around and it makes us all feel good or maybe they're at each other's throats. Who knows? It's, it, it works much better for basketball and for hockey than for the other sports. Cause it's back and forth yeah. and you can have these big plays that aren't scores in the MLB. It'd be tough to do commentary over a game. Yeah. Yeah. A, not a, great. Like a Sox Yanks comeback game with Ortiz and a rod. It just doesn't, that just doesn't, you know, it's there's too many okay, lulls. So, so NBA as a whole, how are they doing in this time? Are they doing not great, okay, or pretty good? I'd say they're doing okay, and they but they're also having conversations where they want to see if they can get uh, the playoffs back. And I just don't think it's a good idea. I think I, I think as yeah. usual the NFL is in the best position here because their season doesn't start till September and they're fucking yeah. ruthless and the owners are going to be like we don't want to lose money and we know the players don't want to lose their money which is which is yeah. pennies compared to ours but still so Roger figure out a way to have us do this in empty stadiums and otherwise we're going to rake you over the coals and yeah, they're, you know they're going to find it's, a way to do it you know what and I'm not sure we've been watching a lot of WWE because that's that's what we do. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and um, and it's weird without fans. Like the fans are what the fans is what provides most of the entertainment because they do the crowd shots and you watch these people just lose their shit and it's it's awesome to watch. Just say yes. Just say yes. That, that guy especially, but um, but like NFL without fans, I'm I'm not sure to dig that, and I think that that goes for. Almost any sport, NBA especially. NBA, man, NBA fans. without fans would be so strange. So I, I think though the NBA is not doing great. I mean, not what, doing great. What, They're not doing enough. What are they? What are they supposed to be? What are the? What the heck are they supposed to do, Sam? Everybody's everybody's got to be everybody's got to be uh, quarantining and and so, practicing social distancing. You just have to be more creative with your content, or or you at least have to put out like you know like different playoff options you know like be creative throw out a couple of ideas you know or have seed ideas to people that are influential in the nba uh landscape 
have them start these discussions about like what kind of weird playoff structures can we have that's exciting and new. You could just be you could be uh, you know drumming up some more conversation here, some more excitement or something. What they've done so far, the two K stuff, weird, not fun. Uh, there isn't you know there's no new uniform drops like. There's nothing fun going on. Yeah, the the as opposed to the NFL where the Atlanta so, Falcons drop their uniforms <laughs> and then the Carolina Panthers compare it to the the Mean Machine jerseys from the Longest Yard Adam Sandler. Oh version. my god, underrated movie. It, it actually it's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. An underrated movie. We watched we watched part of it the other day. So underrated. Will William Fitchner as the bad guy? I like him. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Uh, I Fish- love him. Fishner's been in some things, man. He's at the, he's in the first scene of Dark Knight. He's in Armageddon. He's had a good career. Anyway, is he is he the um the farmer from uh from, uh, from what? what's that that movie about the pig? Babe? No, he's not. Oh yeah, yeah well yeah, oh. yeah, the warden. The warden is. Yeah, you nailed it. The okay. warden is. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Who are you talking? about? I'm talking about the quarterback for the opposing team. The quarterback for the guards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an ass, but but I like him. I like William Fishner. Anyway, but yeah, the warden. The warden is the the you know the farmer from Babe. Nice call, Sam. Good job. Yeah, that'll do. He's he's been in so much other shit, but that's iRobot. He's been in so many things. Um, The also uh, Tracy Morgan is the cheerleader. Does not fly in 2020, but it flew in 2005. No, totally flies in 2005. And I, I actually thought he was one of the best parts of that movie. He's good. So outrageous. He's, he's so outrageous. And, uh, and I forgot that he's even in it, and that he's just so outrageous. And also, it's just classic Sandler because he loves basketball and just playing pickup hoops with the guys. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to play Michael Irvin in a one-on-one basketball game in the middle of this football move me, movie. And he's, it's a it's the best scene in the movie. He's so he's so fucking good. He gets elbowed in the mouth. You, you don't. He just doesn't call any fouls. I love that scene. Anyway, yeah. enough about <laughs> enough pontificating about Longest Yard. Here's what I think. Here's what I think the NFL has been doing. Well, free agency, obviously, huge. It's, yep. it's timing. It's a timing thing, obviously. But that's been that's been keeping. I mean, just like Brady moving to the Bucks, huge. Um, you got uh, a number of, of uh, you know, top-rated players moving around the league. Um, you got the uniform drops, which is just fun. Um, I guess you have draft prep because the draft is going to go forward. The draft prep, what are they going to do with the draft? It's going to be all virtual. How weird is that going to be? I don't know if that's going to be good or bad. Um, but this, they definitely... This, it's, all, all this yeah. stuff that you're saying, Sam, is just a function of where they are, uh, the NBA and NFL are in their respective seasons, where the NBA got cut off right. in the middle and the NFL is in the prime of their offseason. Yeah, but airing... Yeah, exactly. So, so some of it is timing, but airing uh, like you know notable Monday night football games of the past on Monday night, on ESPN, have they been doing awesome. that? That's good stuff. They were doing they they did that uh, for a couple weeks. That was awesome because um, you just it's Monday night. You turn you you're like oh wow NFL. You know it just like stimulates you for a second. You turn it on. Was part of the Saints the Gleason uh, punt block game from 2006 mm. post post mm. Katrina Tears. first game back at the Superdome. Incredible. I mean, they were like a couple minutes into the game when he. It was the oh, first, it was the first, it was uh, Atlanta's first possession, their first, uh, like, first punt. So it was like a minute into the game. It was like a minute and a half into the game, yeah. Incredible, incredible. 
And they, uh, the I, I just miss watching that play. The fact that Mike Tirico was calling that game, I was like, man, I miss Tirico. And not that he yeah. was sort of sidelined by NBC uh, in general um, before uh, all this this whole thing happened. But I just miss announcers. I miss Kevin Harlan. I miss Mike Breen. I miss Ian Eagle. And then, yeah. I, I, yeah, I even miss Joe Buck. Darn it. I, I, dude, I miss Joe Buck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you. There's this you incredible start. thing. There's this incredible before and after because he had this whole hair plugs uh, mess oh, that, that went on in 2012. Oh, Pre and post uh, hair plug <laughs> fiasco, Joe Buck is is night and day. Because after <laughs> after it, he he lets it fly, and yep. he that's when he does the Ortiz Grand Slam, and he says tie game as Tory Hunter's going over the fence. He crushes that he, call. He got a second lease on life. Yeah, he did, and. All of his calls since then have been so much better. And you go back to before that, and he's trying to be Pat Summerall. This great Legar- uh, this this all time great Legarrette Blunt run, and he's like Blunt shoving off defenders and all the way for a touchdown. And you're like, Oh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's everything the okay at home, Joe. <laughs> In any case, that uh, so we you think that the NFL is doing the best job, and then the the NBA and MLB are lagging behind. No, I so I think so. Here's my here's my rank right now. I think the NFL is doing the best, and part of it is timing. I'll admit. Um, the uh, the MLB is doing okay because hey, throwing out an idea that you're going to play that all 30 teams are going to play in the desert during a pandemic. Come on, that's fucking awesome. Just rewatch Mad Max and get your fix, or watch. Yeah, that's that's fucking awesome, though. I mean, admit to me that that doesn't excite you at all. It excites me. Well, I just this is the problem is that I don't like baseball that much, and you grew yeah. up playing it and you love it. I, I don't really like. I mean, baseball is not my favorite sport to watch. It's probably like my third or fourth. My 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 heart got it. my heart got ripped out by Mookie Betts getting traded. Man, I I don't want to go to Fenway as long as John Henry's around. I mean, that's sad because like we don't really have anyone. We don't have a spark plug in this team. Yeah. So, which sucks. But, yeah, okay. So, I think MLB is doing okay just because they're being a little bit absurd. I think that's the metric. And you think the NBA is being boring? And I think the NBA is just struggling. They're having some creative struggles here. Like, they're not... You you are one of the best sports brands in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You could be a bit more creative. All right, Sam. We are going to, to to move on to our next topic here in the pod. We're, mo- we're moving right along here at the half hour mark. But first, yep. a quick word from our sponsors. No, I'm kidding. We don't have any sponsors. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors. Uh, you can bet my ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, we're sponsored by Social Distancing Volume 1, hosted by DJ AJ this Saturday on Zoom, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Boom. Wow, sounds like fun. And, yeah. <laughs> Um. You okay? And we're back. And so you uh, decided to watch Louis C.K.'s new self-produced stand-up special, and yep. it was on his his website for purchase. And you purchased it, and you watched it. What do you think? Well, it was a mixed bag, obviously. Yeah. Given, given the last couple of years, his foray back into uh, comedy, it it was uh, it was up and down. I mean, I, I caught myself laughing at a few jokes, but most of the time I was just thinking, like, this kind of feels weird. Yeah. You know, it feels... I don't feel like I have... I don't feel like I can really enjoy this that much. Um, he did talk about the allegations. Yeah, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he talked about it, yeah. 
he's, he, his message was basically like, he was like, okay, well, all of you know, like, imagine the whole world knows what your fucked up thing is. He's like, the whole world knows what mine is. He's like, Obama knows what my fucked up thing is. Imagine that, which was kind of funny. But he said, he was like, he's like, my message is, if you are about to do something fucked up and you ask for permission and they say yes, he's like, don't just do the fucked up thing. Like, ask again or yeah. just double and triple check, which was weird because I don't, I mean... I know the allegations. Cer- I wasn't cer- in the room. Cer- certainly not an apology. <laughs> no, but he um he he opened his uh, comedy special with like, "How's everyone? How have the la- last couple of years been for you guys?" <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He's like, yeah, I. Uh, he's like, yeah, I've been. Do- I was doing. I was doing a comedy show in Poland. He's like, really the only place that I could do comedy. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> but anyway. I, I yeah I I Louis Louis got 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 nothing for me uh, going forward because of just he was his whole comedy shtick was doing this gross was like talking about gross stuff yeah. and then to find out he actually did the gross stuff you know like anyway um, he, he's he's very he's very much trying to find his footing again and it's a little off putting and some of it's funny and then some of it's like it, it would be funny before but it's not really that funny anymore and you just obviously this is a whole there's a range of things not everybody yeah. is a monster like harvey weinstein or r kelly or trump right. you know this it, yeah. t- it ties back into what we're going to deal with for the presidential election with biden and yeah. trump when you get yeah. accused of this stuff you have to apologize and show remorse and do you know i, the, well, I, I, I don't even you, the, you don't just you don't, you just, don't what? just need to. Sh- you don't just need to show remorse. Like it, it, like it's either you feel you genuinely. It, it needs to be genuine. You yeah. know, like it needs to be genuine, and you need to understand that like you're not just going to be accepted. Like no, no period of time is going to be. It's not going to be. There's no right time to come back. No. Right. No. Like you have to. You have to do the groundwork, and you can't just come back after a couple of years and say, "All right, I'm back." Like it just really doesn't work like that anymore. Like with but, like um, with some people, yeah. you you actually. I'm sorry to cut you off, Sam. I've no, cut, no, you, I've cut right. you off a couple times with this pod. I apologize. Okay. No, no worries. Uh, like with Michael Vick. Michael Vick literally went to jail and served his time and came right. back and clearly. You, it felt genuine to, to to me, and I think to I think I can speak for most people that he genuinely yeah. regretted his decisions, learned from it, and came back and had a great comeback season in the NFL with the Eagles. That's you. It's 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 not like there's everybody's going to forgive him forever, but he did that. Right. Ray Rice has done work with uh, domestic abuse programs and tried to to right. go and speak and learn on it. He's tried to atone. Does that mean that he's going to be forgiven by everybody? Hell no. There are a bunch no, of people no. who, who like spit on the idea of Ray Rice because he, because of that video. And you know, yeah, yeah. But with Louie and with any of these comedians, you, you're, you're, the whole point is that you have to turn this fucked up thing you did into comedy. You have to turn it into a joke. You have to turn, you have to somehow pivot. Oh, I grossly masturbated in front of someone who may or may not have given their permission into 
ha 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 let's all laugh at that yeah. and that's that's well, I, a different scenario I think if I mean if you if you watch the special like there there are points where you can definitely tell that he's he understands what happened you know and understands that it was wrong but it just doesn't like give it just doesn't give everyone the um the freedom to come back and just laugh with him again you know it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing yeah i certainly don't think he's going to be anywhere close to an a-lister again because he had the belt he was the best stand-up in the country for a period of time well he is i mean he's one of the funniest people in the world probably I mean, for I think he was. I truly don't think you can't. I I, I don't think people stay funny. I don't think just because you were, you know, whoever. No, it might... he's got. No, he's got. He's got. He's got. I mean, commit good comedians. They have a different perspective on life that we that we can't see. I, you know, I, and I, I don't think I don't think he's lost. I don't think he's necessarily lost that. I don't agree. I don't think what he did was right. I don't. I'm not really accepting him back. Obviously, it it felt weird watching that. It felt kind of. Immoral watching that, to be honest, it felt a little dirty. Right, um, but it doesn't—it doesn't make you know. He's still one, probably one of the funniest people on the planet. It's just that it's you—you it, you lose that like people can't appreciate you now. Yeah, because of the other things that they know, and that's it. And it sucks, but he did what he did. So yeah, it's his cross. Uh, but it, it made me go down a rabbit hole. So I read an article on. I read an article. I can't remember what what site it was on, but it was about Louis C.K.'s new stand up. And then it was about. It was really about the author of this article. How they have come to learn that like some of their biggest inspirations in comedy or acting or music, how they've how these people have become part of this Me Too, um, you know, movement. Yeah. Right? So, like Jeff, Jeffrey Tambor on Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, I I actually didn't know about that. Yeah. And so, so I went down that rabbit not hole. Not good. And that sucks, dude. That, that that not only does that really suck, but then there's this interview where Bateman basically covers up for Tambor while, dude. Uh, what's her name? Who's the mom? What's uh, what's uh, Jessica Walter? Yeah, while Jessica Walter's trying to sort of. Uh, talk about her awful experiences with Tambor. Bateman Dude. cuts her off and just yada yada yada. Is it? It's tough. Oh, yeah. Man. So he. So and then, but I read his. Uh, I mean, this was from a couple years ago, but I read his tweets after the New York Times article came out, right? Because that was all from a New York Times yeah. uh, session that they did. Uh, and he, he, uh, he. I, I like Jason Bateman a lot. I think he saved face with what he said. What did he, he say? He basically said like. I didn't really like. I wish I could read the tweets right now. I think I can. Did he say that? But, he, did he say that he didn't really get the full scope of what Tambor did? Well, yeah. So he he was he apologized for mansplaining it away, um, and said that he like felt bad that he didn't know what was going on intimately with one of his co-stars because he thought it was basically just an apology. It was like I mistreated the situation i didn't understand jessica walters basically um i shouldn't have just mansplained jeffrey tambor's actions away i know how bad they are now it was it was good you uh, you should go you, you okay should go, if, uh, if, find if, them after if, this but I, I will go find them after this because i uh, it's it's really ever since hearing the audio of that interview i've 
Like I haven't, I didn't watch the HBO show The Outsider, which apparently Bateman's great on. I didn't watch Ozark. It ne- none of it appealed to me because I just couldn't get that audio out of my head. Dude, Jason Bateman is not canceled. All right. He's not canceled. I no, hey, I he's still he's still him and Dodgeball is still one of the funniest things of all time ever ever ever. Dude, yeah, dude, it's it's just that like he atoned for that specific moment. Okay. In my eyes. Okay. And. And and pretty articulately. So like, mm. I I don't even think he's close to being canceled. I would go. I I watched The Outsider. It was good. <laughs> I'm watching Ozark season three right now. Mm-hmm. Really good. Is that your he's so hot? Really is that your so hot right now recommendation? Dude, so hot right now. So hot right now is is he's one of the actors that I'm like I'll watch. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is, I'll watch. He plays the same character and everything, essentially, but it's still fun. Quiet and brooding. But, yeah, and just kind of like uh, calculated. Yeah. I, my So Hot Right Now is Better Call Saul, which I'm catching up on, which is so, 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 so good. Yeah. Shout out to Bob Odenkirk. Um, the last thing that we're going to do, just a little sort of epitaph here to the end of this pod, is a little quarantine update on how we're spending our time, right? And I, the notes that yep. you sent me, Sam, was essentially... Yep. Uh, you said, what are some of the things you've been doing in quarantine that have brought you joy or excitement? What do you miss most about normal life? The thing that's brought me joy or excitement has been the DJing thing and yeah. uh, being able to talk to a bunch of people at once on Discord, which is so hot right now, which is how people who are cool. playing games. So being able to talk to Tian and Elliot and Nick and all the boys at once is 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 like we're all in a in a you know in a living room together, basically. Yeah, that's really nice. What's brought you joy? Um, dude, it's it's. I downloaded Robinhood app. Robinhood. Have you heard of that app? Mm, it rings a faint bell, but no. It's like it's like investing for beginners. Oh right, okay, yeah. So that has been a lot of fun, <laughs> and I and I haven't even invested any money. I was gonna say, have you diversified your portfolio that quickly? No, I literally. If you when you sign up, someone. So if someone uh, shared, like my friend Ryan shared the sign-up link with me. So he got a referral. So they give you one random share in a company. Yeah. Um, it could be, it's like a one in 250 chance you get like Facebook or Apple or something like that. Uh, you, What I got was like a, a stock that's worth like, you know, $3, $4 just for signing up. And then I shared with Phil and got another stock that was only worth like three or four bucks. And I'm just watching like, so I'm like trying to decide well, because I don't feel like I can really invest money right now, obviously. But I'm trying to like decide which companies I believe in, and different sectors like green energy. Like, is there a company that I believe in? Like, do I believe in? You know, I, I don't know. So it's been a lot of fun, but it's the app's got some flair to it. If you're on the app, it's 8:59 a.m. <laughs> when uh-huh. uh, when 9 a.m. rolls around. Uh, the app goes from black to white, the background, mm. and they uh, they do a little bell noise, like on the oh, stock exchange. No. <laughs> a little pa- <laughs> pa- little Pavlovian response for everybody quarantined. <laughs> a ding, ding, ding. And uh, then the markets are live. I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you just turn into McConaughey from Wolf of Wall Street being like, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah pretty much. So I have, no, I, oh, no. I, started off with, I started off with like $6 in free stocks. That's up to a little over eight bucks right now. Oh man! So yeah, 
Uh, uh, I'll be our sponsor. I'll be our sponsor. Great, great, uh, great name for an app. Naming it Robinhood's really that's that's yeah. excellent. I don't know how they well, got that cleared, but their whole pitch, yeah, their whole pitch is like, um, uh, we make it easy for the common man to invest. You literally just like it's free. Uh, uh, trading is free. It's all pretty much day trading, so you don't pay fees or anything. What do you miss most about normal life? Sorry, none of us. They don't. They don't want. They don't want. They don't want. Uh, no, they just. Uh, they just don't. Um, they don't. Uh, you can't buy. They don't. Uh, not all companies are available. That's what I'm trying to say. Only the so. safe ones. No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily safe. I just think. Uh, I don't. I don't know how it all works. Maybe they're part of an index or something. I don't know. <laughs> um. But but anyway. Anyway. Uh, what I what I miss most about normal life. It's just going out, you know. I, I saw I saw somewhere that they that there there are some experts saying that we may not we may just ditch the handshake. We may just ditch the handshake after this. Maybe, man. We may just want to ditch the handshake, and that that was from like a reputable person, and it got me thinking, like, oh my god. Dude, what? Elbows for Are everybody. We, elbows, like, wow. dude. I just, I guess, I just miss human touch. Yeah, that's uh, number one with a bullet for me, especially because I don't have a girlfriend to quarantine with. Human yeah. touch is definitely number one. <laughs> definitely go for a snuggle, but regardless, <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to just anyway. I, 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 I was. It was incredible. Uh, the other day, you know, my dad and I uh, both have had coronavirus we think for, for like yep. the last couple of weeks and so we both are feeling a lot better and uh we're well long enough for my mom and sister to let us come out of our rooms and yep. yesterday i got to give my dad a hug and it was the first hug i'd given in like a month and i was That's like awesome. i was like wow that who got to vote who got to vote on letting you out of quarantine? Was it a group vote or was it your mom and your sister? It was it was my mom and my sister. It was not a group vote. Oh wow! It was up to them. Okay. Like my, my my dad and I were kind of willing to. We liked having meals brought to us. <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, there's there's nothing better than. I mean, honestly, it's kind of like a vacation from your vacation. It's a vacation in a box, but yeah, exactly. It's it's just a solitary. I mean, this actually sounds really privileged at this point, but. What this whole thing has sounded privileged. Yeah, it's privileged but, um, to be able to to uh, social distance, really. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's you know? the ultimate. That's the that is really the uh, the measure of all this is that it's privileged to be able to like I work from home and I'm continuing I'm making I'm continuing to make a living right yeah. now, and uh, I have enough money to buy groceries and I don't I leave the house often. That's just the ultimate privilege. Get get some uh, get some charcuterie, some good uh, you know cheese like, and meat and crackers. I I don't mm. I don't get why I don't get why some people are so opposed to the word privilege. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know too many people who are opposed to privilege. Well, I I know I know a lot of people that uh, don't like being told that they're privileged yeah. or don't like being told that something they do is a privilege, like. It's just, it's a fact, you know, it's not like, I'm not trying to offend you. Right. That's just, it just is what it is. Yeah, I, I can, I can understand why someone wouldn't want to be called privileged, but if they're getting mad, then they're probably a little ignorant of it. Right. 
<sighs> what are you gonna anyway. do? You just gotta cause them like you see them. Sam, yeah. do you have anything to say to the people before we get out of here? I thought we did okay. I thought we did okay. On I, this I thought we did okay too. I love you and I miss you guys. I, I, I love. I, I, yeah, I don't know if you're saying that to me or to our fans, but I love you and miss to you everyone, too, bud. To all of our listeners, I, I love you and I miss you guys so much, and I can't wait to just. I don't even know. I don't even know. Are we gonna be able to hug? Like, do something. I'm yeah. excited to see your face. <laughs> Are we gonna be able to hug? I cannot wait. To go back to karaoke. And I don't know if anybody's going to want to come to karaoke in like 2021. Dude, dude but, karaoke is... No, people are not going to want to go out in... Maybe like in a year and a half. Once this there's, shit, it's, it's, We're just not going to be able to do stuff until there's a vaccine. This shit, yeah, exactly. This shit is not going away. Yeah. Like, no matter how much we try, like... This Set, shit will, settle in, everybody. Will settle in. Seriously, when, when they tell Buck the up for the long haul. When they tell us that the coast is clear and everyone goes out and people aren't being safe, it's just going to come back again. Ugh. Well, on that note, for all, as always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting anyway. Fire with Fire at soundcloud.com slash fightingfirewithfire. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the AJ Rose Show or me at AJeremyRose. Email us, AJRoseShow at gmail.com. For Sam Hannon, I'm AJ Rose. Fuck Mitch McConnell. See ya. We love you, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Talk to you Bernie. next time. Feel the burn. Peace. Cheers.